You're listening to the Die Hard Fantasy Podcast. Here are your hosts, Matt Yazenbach, Dan DeCenza, and Cliff Gill. Welcome in, fellow Die Hard Podcast listeners. I am joined here by Cliff Gill, Dan DeCenza. My name is Matt. How you guys feeling today? Good, good. We're on the big QBs today. Uh, I'm looking forward to ranking these QBs. Feeling good. All right, well, guys, uh, just so you know, we need like 12 more followers on the Twitter. I'm going to bring it up every single time until we get there. Um, But $50, giving it away to someone random once we hit that mark. If you haven't already, subscribe, share, review for the boys. But today we got the news of the day, random thought of the day. We got the quarterbacks 1 through 12. I'm feeling good. And just because Matt forgot, today is August 27th, 2021. And also the Twitter handle is at Die Hard Podcast. That actually reminded me of that too. Thanks, Dan. Hey, well, that's what I'm here for. All right. Well, I uh, guess we'll go ahead and jump in the news. Sony Michelle to the Rams. Will he make an impact on Henderson? I think he does. Maybe not a huge impact, but I, I think he's going to steal some carries. I can see him get about 10, 10 touches a game, eat a little bit in the Henderson. I do. Yeah, and I think it's a big part for the Xavier Jones and the Funk who was trying to get the you know second spot. Mm-hmm. I think it's now Sony Michelle. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think he'll be – I think they're not going to trade for nothing. I just don't think they had faith in – jones and junks junk <laughs> jake funk so the junk man um yeah I, I think he'll i think he'll make an impact but i think he, henderson's still uh rb2 just i guess temper your expectations a little bit for him um also trey sermon back at practice good news good news for sermon owners and drafters Teddy Bridgewater is named the starter for the Broncos. A little bit surprised at that. I mean, I I think they're fairly close. I just all season I was just thinking that Locke was going to end up winning it kind of by default, and yeah, I guess not. I like the news, and I think that helps. And talking about that, it, that's my thought of the day today. So we'll touch more. All on right, that. all right. And then last but not least, Adam Troutman, tight end for the Saints, is out one to three weeks. My guy. I know you're kind of high on him yeah. so, as, a, as a sleeper. So well, would I draft him now? Probably not. He's probably going to end up on your waiver wire, to be honest. So I think you can wait on him. Um, but, guys, we have some questions from the listeners, finally. So we're going to get that out, try to help you guys out a little bit. And Cody Bryan is first. This guy texted all of us. He was like, why are y'all not bringing up the Patriots? He is more of a Homer fan than Cliff Gill, the man himself. I don't know about that. It's pretty hard to get worse (laughs) than Cliff. It's close. But he kind of was wondering what we thought about the situation with Matt Jones and Cam Newton. So I want to hear what you guys, if you guys have any thoughts on it. I I believe that Cam Newton is going to start the season. I don't think he should. I just just get Matt Jones in there. I think he's shown enough in preseason. You know, let him get out there. Let him get the experience. And, you know, you got Cam on the bench. If some, if it doesn't work out, you bring him in. But, yeah, pull the trigger. Get the kid in there. I think it's still, you know, a race to, for who starts. I don't like that Cam's been missing time because of the COVID situation. Mm-hmm. That's only helping Jones. But I, I, neither one has pr- proven to be the true starter. So I, if Cam, you know, starts practicing every day, I, I want to start with Cam. I want to see what Cam can do. 
Yeah, and I, I was kind of going over their schedule because Cam, I think Cam will probably be the starter week one. Uh, but the first four games, Dolphins, Jets, Saints, and Bucks. I, say if they go one and three or two and two, I, I mean, I could see a switch up happening. But even if the defense carries them and they say they go three and one, uh, but Cam's playing bad, I, I still see a switch happening. So I, I, don't, I think it's a I think it's more of a fast trigger than a slower one for Cam. So. I'll Wait. trust Bill. So whatever yeah. Bill does, I'm with yep. it. Yep. I actually watched HBO. You guys should watch it. Um, Bill Belichick and Nate, Nick Saban did a documentary on just winning, like winning coaches. Yeah. It's yeah. it's cool. I've, I've heard about that. Yeah. I do need to check that out. It's cool. It's worth the watch. Um, we got a couple more. Tate McAllister, at what point do you take a receiver over a running back? You mean like in the first round of the draft? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when, when do you think it's like, all right, these running backs are gone, so I think I want to go Devontae Adams or whoever your number one receiver is. All right, is. so my, my advice there would be rank your quarterbacks and – I'm sorry, your running backs into two tiers and take the wide receiver if all of your first and second tier running backs are selected before you go. That That's awesomely said. Yep, mm-hmm. I would do that. And then if you have a late-round pick – and yeah, feel free to do a, wi- a a running back and then a wide receiver. Feel free. That's definitely fine. Yeah, if you're picking at the end of the first round, um, if you can secure a running back, and then even if the, the you know the couple after you do take Adams, you're still gonna have your choice of you know Hopkins, yeah, you know some of those guys there. So yeah, that, I, I would say, and I kind of wrote a list down of who I I think I what point I would consider Adams, and I, I had McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Kamara. Derrick Henry, Elliott, and Aaron Jones. It, that's almost it. Just because of the unknown, like I know you guys are like, well, Barkley, um, guys like Nick Chubb, but I think that's where I start thinking about it. But would you pull the trigger? I know, I know. That I think those running back, in my opinion, those running backs are the the safe guys. But a- after that, it kind of gets a little around. Uh, but last question. Dan Fernandez, would you rather have a top-tier receiver or two average running backs? So, for example, I'll give you guys a couple uh, different scenarios. So, Devontae Adams or Chris Carson and DeAndre Swift? Um, ooh, I would probably... I guess it depends on your team, too, though, right? How much depth you have at running back, how right, much depth right. you have at receiver... Yes, of course. If that was a trade, whew, that's close. That is literally the about as even as you can get it. That that is an awesome little, you know, trade right there. I might side with Devonte Adams between. I would two. probably side with the running backs only because it's two players. You know, you have the twice as much chance of, you know, them having a big week. So anything uh, higher running back wise for you, you would say that running is backs. The, that is the yeah. bare bottom right there, and I, of course I would already have to have a beast and then a, right. a number two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I like the two running backs, especially for the depth portion of it on your team. So, yeah, Dan, probably the two running backs, two average running backs. Yeah, okay, right. I like when you agree with me. No, yeah, sometimes, sometimes I see both of your sides, and sometimes I my head is turned backwards on what you guys say, but. It's okay. That's why we're here to debate on a couple things. Um, yeah, that was it for the questions. Guys, if you have any questions you want us to answer or anything to talk about, 
Um, just tweet us at Die Hard Podcast. We'll love to interact with you guys and help you guys um, for your fantasy leagues and drafts. Yeah, I mean, even if we do end up getting too many questions, we might not read them all, you know, during the podcast, but we will answer them on Twitter. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but guys, let's go ahead and get to the random thought of the day. Uh, mine is not as good as the couple ones, but it, it's kind of more of a, a a draft strategy, I can say. So I haven't done this the past few years, and I, I, I learned from my mistakes, I think. So if you're one of those guys that waits on QBs, I, I want to give it insight. So say you get a guy like Matt Stafford, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, one of those later vet guys that, you know, they have a safe floor but not really a high ceiling. So I I, I suggest taking a late-round flyer on, like, a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields. If you get a guy like Josh Allen or Kyle Kyler Murray or Mahomes, there's no need to do that. But if you get just a safe guy, you want some upside and someone that can just break out the year. I think this is a Justin Fields, Trey Lance year. If if you mess up, who cares? It was the 12th, 13th round. Drop them and then go pick up another guy. But these guys are mobile. They can run the ball. Great upside. Great chances. And yeah, I mean, that's all I got. I say just take the two QBs. But if you already got a Mahomes, there's no need. Maybe if you go Mahomes, take like a Matt Ryan to be safe. I'll definitely touch on that because I've seen a cool stat today from ESPN or something. Okay. But And so the top three Q, or the number one QB the past three years has been drafted round eight or later. It was Patrick Mahomes uh, three years ago, then Lamar Jackson, and then Josh Allen last wow. year. Yeah. So, yeah, eight round or eighth round, you can find someone like that. That's crazy when you think about I that. I appreciate yeah. the backup right there. Yes. I'll jump in, though. Mine's going to be, I, I hinted on it, but stop sleeping on the Broncos fan, uh, players in fantasy. All these guys, their ADP has dropped this year, I feel like. Guys like Melvin Gordon, Jerry Judy, Sutton, even Fant. I think the one guy getting hype is Javante Williams, and that honestly might be the worst out of the guys I just named. Anyways, Teddy Bridgewater just got named starter. He had 37 y- uh, 3,700 pass yards two wide receivers over a thousand yards so he can obviously produce for your team melvin gordon was the number 13 back last year and he splitted with philip Lindsay. i don't think javante williams will if he does split that will be the maximum he splits because philip Lindsay was a beast when he played Cortland sutton um of course he got hurt last year but the year before finished 19th um overall rank and i think he had joe flacco or yeah or rook or brandon allen maybe but anyway, so they he wasn't getting fed the ball, and if he was, they weren't hitting passes. He still finished 19th and produced. And then for Fant, there's not many tight ends out there, so I think he Teddy Bridgewater likes to check down. Fant's a good option too, but all four of those, or all three, four of those guys, they're all falling in the ADB. They're pretty safe. Go get them as your number two, maybe number three. Yeah, I, I agree with you, especially on Sutton. I think he's flying way under the radar. The injury does scare me a little bit. But, you know, where he's going, where you can get him, I'm, I'm taking a chance on him. It's just, yeah, I mean, I know I like to take, it's just a lot of options there, and I just think people don't know what to do. What do y'all feel about Melvin Gordon? I don't know. I Finished just, 13th last year with Philip Lindsay splitting. I, I could, I, I like him, I always have. I could see a situation like um, Dobbins got in last year where he starts taking over towards the end of the year. I could possibly see Williams. that. Javon, yeah, yeah, I could see Williams taking over, you know, later in the season. But uh, here's one thing I I also can think happened. Melvin Gordon's on his last year, and Javante Williams is young. They don't want to just 
put him out there and you know make him a workhorse back right away. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna run the wheels off Melvin yeah, Gordon. So I, I actually, see that. Yeah, I actually like that, and he's older, so why not? We'll back of the, the second dirt. round, I'm looking for him. Uh, back of the second round. Ooh, okay. All right, so I guess I'll go next. So uh, <coughs> I was uh, talking to one of my friends, and uh, it was Monday night, and I said, "Yes, what I was doing." I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna check out the Saints and the Jaguars game." And he's like, "What do you look for when you're watching these games? Do fantasy wise, he's like, what are you looking at?" So you know, it, it, it. I thought it was a good question. It is. So like, what I personally, what I look for is I'm, I'm looking a lot at the young quarterbacks, but even more than that, I'm looking at who's getting targeted in the red zone especially when the first-team offense is in. And one guy that jumps out at me, obviously, you guys are going to love this. Yeah, I knew it. Pat Fryer. Yeah. <laughs> Red zone target, man. Ben was looking for him every time. And I, I'm going to go back to 2019, and I was watching a Raiders game, and I seen the same thing with Darren Wilder before he became a household name, and he was put exact right and I ended you up getting all over oh, and I, I got him in like the 11th round and the rest is history I took home the championship that year <laughs> that's so funny when you mentioned uh you look at red zone targets literally what came in my head right when you said that pat yeah exactly yeah I and uh, the second thing I'm gonna look for is not just red zone targets I want to see who especially like, someone like Green Bay and it's that when they got their coordinator coming back same quarterback same wide receivers you're not going to learn much. You already know what they're about. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at the new like teams that are built new, like the Jets, Corey Davis getting a ton of targets, Le- uh, LaVisca Chenault, guys like that. When I see that, they, you know, I'm not, I'm not flying them up my draft board, but they're going to move up a little bit and keep them in the back of my mind. You know, they, they could be target heavy. And then really the last thing is I like to look at teams that had their offensive line revamped and see how they're doing. Like uh, Den, uh, not I'm sorry, not Denver. The Chiefs mm-hmm. and Las Vegas totally re- reworked their lines. So you know, I want to I want to see how they're doing, and and you know that that's really what I look at. I'm looking for some some key things. Um, if you're in the IDP, you know, I like to look at like some of the the linebackers, and I did notice that Jalen Smith was not in the starting lineup because really? Parson <laughs> is in now. Mm-hmm. So and I do have him in Dynasty, not not Parsons, uh, Jalen Smith. It kind of worries me a little bit, yeah. but yeah, that's the kind of takeaways I get. That's the stuff I'm looking for. Yeah, one thing I main, mainly look for is who's getting the ball thrown to him and Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's big time. Tar- volume is volume is key in everything. As long as they're getting targets and looks, and that is all we ask for. Yep. The volume. player ha- the player has to do the rest. Volume equals points. Yeah. We say it all the time. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I like those random thoughts. Y'all gave me some good insight on your um your draft. Uh, <laughs> you don't quit saying that. <laughs> oh, no, I'm keeping tabs, man. Um, y'all ready to get into it? Get into the quarterbacks? Let's do it. All right, and this is actually take two of our quarterbacks. The first one we did a couple weeks ago, and the sound was terrible. Trash. But we yeah. fixed everything up, so we'll go ahead and get into the QBs, and these will be posted um, on Twitter afterwards. So that's cool. You guys can look at those. We'll go ahead and start at number one. All of us have Mahomie, Patrick Mahomie at number one. This guy led the league in passing yards per game at 316. Um, since 2018, he's been a top 12 QB, 34 out of 45 games. That is 75%. If you want to get him in the second round, I will not be mad at you. Yeah, I mean, second round, 
I personally probably won't take a quarterback that early, but I'm I'm not gonna be mad at anybody that does. I mean, I, I don't. I honestly don't have much. To, there's not much I can say right, that yeah. we don't already know. He's the best quarterback on the best team with an offensive guru as a head coach. I mean, 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards. It's not out of the questions. Mm-mm. So, yeah, just go out and get him. Take him late second round, early third if you want. I'm good with that. Yeah, he's the clear-cut number one, kind of like McCaffrey. Not much to say, just go do it. That's what you got to do if you your first QB off the board. It has to be Mahomes, too many weapons. Yeah. Just go get him. All right, not much to say about him. We'll get into some discussion later, but we'll go ahead and move on to number two, Josh Allen, the number one scoring quarterback last year. Cliff and I have him at number three, Dan at number two. Um, he had 37 passing touchdowns, eight rushing touchdowns last year. Now, here's what I'm going to argue, because me and Cliff do have Murray at number two. Um, but he, he's a mo- Oh, you spoiled it. Yeah, well, that's our next guy. <laughs> but he's he's mobile, but not, not as much as Murray. Uh, he's a top QB uh, paired with a top receiver in Stephon Diggs, and they actually ran the most three wide receiver sets in football, which is what you love to see from your quarterback. Uh, but I believe they, they – did they attempt the most passes team-wise? Uh, they might have. I'm not sure. I know, I they, know had, they, they were up there. If not, if they weren't the top, they were up there. Yeah, because I know they had one of the most imbalanced offenses as yeah. far as passing to running. So, yeah, he only had 421 rushing yards, and I'll get into my Murray stats after this. <laughs> Prove why you should have him up there, Dan. All right. I, I don't. I but don't I love Josh him. Allen. He was a number one scoring quarterback. Yeah, he, Josh Allen is my pick for MVP this year. I, I think he's the MVP of the league. Okay. Uh, like you said, 45 touchdowns total last year. He had eight rushing, which is more than Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone thinks Lamar, like, he, he's just running all over the field, and he, and he does, but, you know. But one of the best things that I love about um, Josh Allen, 11 boom games, one bus game. And by boom for a quarterback, a boom game is over 30 points, a bus game under 15. 11 to 1. 11 out of his 16 games, he had over 30 points. He helped you win weeks. Oh, yeah. Him alone. Mm-hmm. And then and then he came up clutch for us fantasy players, 45 points in weeks 15 and 16. 45 each. Wow. Yeah, just dominated. Um, you know, and then just, you know, real quick, some of the, I, I, I like uh, pro football focus a lot. And uh, I was reading, they have him the second highest graded quarterback when uh, he's throwing past his first read. That mm-hmm. t- that's pretty impressive stuff. I mean, with some of the great quarterbacks out there. Especially having Stephon Diggs yeah. as your first yeah. read, yeah. most likely. Yeah, and you're, so that, <laughs> that tells me he's not just staring down receivers. You know, like yeah. he, he's out there, he's feeling it. And another, another stat, and it's the last thing I'm going to say, uh, he is third rated by Pro Football Focus th- uh, passing while under pressure. So everyone looks at him kind of like he's – he runs a lot. And he runs out of out of the pressure. Mm-hmm. No, he's thrown out of there, and he's accurate. All right, those are all good stats. I he, he checked all the boxes. He's checking <laughs> all the boxes. Um, yeah, he's mobile. And since you said that, you would think Lamar Jackson, guys like that, did, did have the most uh, rushing touchdowns the past three years. But it is Josh Allen. He has got the number one rushing touchdowns from a QB. He's thrown to Diggs. He, they don't have much of a rushing attack. I don't think that got much better this year. So, yeah, he, he's going to be your top three. He's definitely on that first tier of guys. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. All right, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, Kyler Murray, me and Cliff have him at two, and Dan has him at number six. You better be ready to move him up your draft board after me and Cliff. Well, I'll have to see what you guys have to say. 
another QB with another top-tier weapon in DeAndre Hopkins, except this guy has crazy legs, like crazy legs. Hmm. Uh, He had 819 rushing yards compared to Allen at 400. This is what you want from a QB one that can pass and run. He's one of the best, if not the best, dual-threat quarterback in the game. He can put up Josh Allen-like numbers in the in the passing game, but Lamar-like numbers on the ground. He was the QB1 through the first 10 weeks, then sprained his AC joint in week 11, causing a flip of a season. Before the injury, he averaged 67 rushing yards per game. After the injury, 27 rushing yards per game. I can easily see him finish as a number one quarterback. Easy. MVP, Kyler Murray. And when you, sorry, but when you watched him on the field last year, you definitely, the first week he was out there after his injury, you could tell a difference. And Mm -hmm. it was a little scary because I I had him last year, of course. And from the very first game, I was like, whoa, this is a different Kyler Murray. Yeah. But, yeah, he does have, I I think he's a Lamar on steroids kind of. He He can throw it. Yeah, he can throw it and get put up Josh Allen numbers, like he said. That's just awesome. And what do you think? Why, Dan? Why you got him at six? I know. Well, I have the I, I love him, and I I honestly believe that you guys might end up. He might end up being a top three quarterback. Oh, he will. He, he he might. Just right now, I haven't seen him do it for a full season yet, That's and true. I'm not saying he can't, but I haven't seen it. I have seen it from the guys I have rated above him. So maybe this time next year, I'll be talking about Murray as a top three quarterback. I'm just not ready to pull the trigger on that yet. Um, he was, like you touched on a little bit, he was the number two QB through week 11. Mm-hmm. And then the injury, he fell all the way to the last five weeks. He was the 20th. I do blame the injury. I, I do. I think it was definitely injury-related. I don't expect that again. Uh, I do. I, I really do like him. Like I said, I just want to see it for a full season. All right. That's fair enough. That's just my – I think that's a – just my like breakout who I can see. Yeah, no, one. I, hey, I I did that with DK. He was my breakout guy. So yeah, you yeah. Know, everyone's got one. And even with the down uh, half of the season, he finished number four. I yeah. only see that improving. Got mm-hmm. Rondell Moore. I want to see what that's all about. I think it's good news. I do like Rondell Moore. Uh, but anything else? Looks like we're good. Moving on to number four, uh, Aaron Rodgers. I have him at four, Cliff at five, and Dan the highest at number three. Well, one thing I love about him, one of my favorite stats, 12 games over 30 points last year. That's 75% of his games. That's just incredible. Um, You know, he's got, you know, definitely a top top three wide receiver, probably the top wide receiver. Probably. Yeah, when you you have that weapon, I mean – you're you're gonna have good games. Mm-hmm. Uh, he his right now his ADP is about fifty three, which I'm kind of surprised that it's yeah. not higher because that's I think it will yeah. once draft time comes it'll climb. Yeah, I mean I I that's the fifth round. I I love him in the fifth yeah. round. I mean there, I've there, seen him go there lower. there's quarterbacks that are being taken ahead of him ADP wise that I don't understand. I'm gonna get into that with one of my guys later. Lamar. <laughs> uh, you know I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil or but you know. But yeah, I mean, they they led the league in scoring last year. That they, they definitely could again. The Packers, they definitely could again. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm very very comfortable with. I I he could be also finishing the top three. Yeah, the only thing that's that's why I have him at five is that he, yes, he has Devontae Adams. I just think he's missing that second guy. It's it's hard to feed one guy and end up, you know, in the top three or two, whatever, when you don't have a rushing attack. Of course, Kyler only has DeAndre. 
Uh, Allen has digs, but they also run a, a lot more than Rodgers. So that's why I have him at the five. He, he, I mean, he's dominant. He, he is one of the best QBs. I just hope that continues to transfer over into fantasy points. Yeah, I, I like that. I like I the mean, comparison from thirty points and oh, twelve games. He did it last year. Let me get. Yeah, he <laughs> Earl, did it. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the comparison though. It's saying you know those guys that only have one receiver, but they can rush the ball. So I, I like that. Uh, but yeah, MVP at the age of thirty-seven. Um, this this guy's a young tom brady but without the super bowl <laughs> rings uh, 48 passing touchdowns only five interceptions and he made his money in the red zone he had a 73 percent completion rate and 35 touchdowns in the red zone that's what you like to that's see. crazy yeah you like to see that it, big thanks to Devonte adams probably for that he probably had yeah, tanya too but yeah they, they probably half and half yeah but yeah i mean that's the other weapon i see for rogers up and coming Tanyan, but uh, yeah, I, I don't have much more on him. I, I think I'm good. I think y'all got the yeah. Oh, last thing, I guess he does check down to Aaron Jones quite a bit more than what you would think, and Aaron Jones takes advantage of that. He goes and scores. I bet uh, Aaron Rodgers had quite a bit, you know, pat or fantasy points from just checking down to Aaron Jones. Aaron yeah. Jones takes advantage of that. It's going to be a lot more Aaron Jones this year too, since Jamal Williams is gone. So yeah, yeah. Oh, and Jamal exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we'll go ahead and move on to the our, our fifth consensus pick, Russell Wilson. Uh, Cliff has him at four, Dan at five. I'm the lowest at number eight. Wow, that's pretty low. Uh, should I, I? I guess I'll explain. I, I don't know. All right, so I'll get into it. Back-to-back years, I think we've all felt the inconsistency from Russell. He'll have a very, very good first half, like, this guy's definitely the MVP of the season. He was the MVP of the first half of the season last year. He was two years yeah. ago, too, if yeah. you looked at his stats. Both yeah. years he was talked about MVP, and then he fell off. So, you know, through weeks nine, he was the QB1. 10 through 17, he was the QB16. So this is why I have him down at eight. It's it's no disrespect, but he really, in a couple years, he really hasn't put up a consistent year to make me want to use a high – high value draft pick on a quarterback that I don't know is going to finish out the season strong. His ending number is probably pretty good, but I want a consistent, I want a Josh Allen. I want, if I'm getting one of those top tier guys, I want a consistent, you know, just points. A lot yeah. of points. I mean, yeah, I can understand So no that. disrespect to Russell. I love Russell. I can understand that. I mean, I, I have some of the, the, you know, the same, the same points. Mm-hmm. He was a beast through week 11 and then he fell off from week le- uh, yeah, 11 to 15 or maybe week 12, whatever it was. He had the same amount of points as Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. That's, that's bad. That's impressive. Yeah, that's bad. I think I could have as many <laughs> points as him. So, yeah, so he, he I, I can't argue that point that you have there. But to me, the, the, the upside is always there for him. I, he's, I love his targets he's got. I, I, I mean, you guys know how much I love DK, you know, and – I like Lockett, especially, you know, he's going to have those big games, mm-hmm. and, and Russell's only going to be the beneficiary of that. Um, they, they added Gerald Everett, I think, who might has a chance to do well in this offense. I do, too. So, to me, man, he's just a winner, and I, I think he's going to continue to put up numbers. The thing that does worry me about him, and probably the reason why I don't have him a little bit higher besides him tailing off at the end of the year, he has been in, getting killed in sack oh, department yeah. over his career. You know, last year um, he was sacked 47 times. Yeah. That's pretty. That's a lot. 
and 400 times over his career he's been sacked. It, it, to me, it's a matter of time before that. You can't take that many hits without getting a major injury at some point. Is that three sacks a game? Uh, last year, yes, it was average of three a game. Wow, that just tells you how bad the offensive line yeah, yeah. is. That that's so may, maybe they improve. Maybe. Yeah, I, hopefully they improve. They gotta improve. They from can't that. get worse. Yeah, but I think this is a bounce back MVP year. I think he tries taking the MVP trophy home at the end of the year. I got him ranked at number four. And like Dan said, I love him having DK and Lockett. He has some of the best weapons. Um, he just got. I think he needs to become that winner he is. I think Seahawks are kind of, you know, falling down, and they they have something to prove this year. I think he does. He does. He says, "Screw it, let's go play ball, let's get the win." I think that causes him to run a little more. Let Russ cook. Yeah, let him cook. Let him run. Don't yeah. stop throwing out of bounds. Go run. Get ten yards. I think he does that more this year, and I, I think he's hunting for another Super Bowl run and an MVP run. So that's why this is one of my DK guys for you. I, I think he's just it's his year. I don't. I, I feel like the like the Seahawks or I feel like they're holding him back in a way. Like they're just not letting him be to his full potential, which sucks because he is a winner in. Yeah, he just—he's an awesome guy. He's a humble dude, just like Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, there you go. Well, that yeah, to, he, he's yeah. easy to root for. I think. Yeah, I think he is he too. Is. All right, well, we'll go ahead and move on to number six, Dak Prescott. Uh, Dan has him the highest at four, Cliff at six, and I have him at seven. Uh, through the fir- first month of the season, this man was on track for six thousand seven hundred and twenty-eight passing yards. That's insane. Sixty-seven hundred passing yards. Uh, obviously, he wouldn't have got that, but eh, who knows. The injury sucked bad, affected the whole team. Uh, his offensive line is back, though. His weapons are healthy. CD, Amari, Ezekiel Elliott, Blake Jarwin, you just name them all. So, this is my guy. I can, Other than Kyler Murray, I can see an MVP season from this guy this year. He's ready to be. He's, he's back week one, and I'm excited to see what this offense can bring to the table. Yeah, then that that's why I have him at six. It honestly, is because the great situation he is in. You can't get a better, you know, wide receiver core. He has a good offensive line, a good running back. Mm-hmm. He has it all, he, and they're going to throw a ton. They don't have a great defense, so the situation is absolutely perfect. Yeah. That almost gets you in the top six itself. But the thing, I the reason I don't have him higher because he does have one of the best situations, you know, give or take Mahomes or something like that. But I don't trust Dak himself. I want to see his arm healthy, making the good passes repetitively, not just one game, not two games. I want to go see him win games, get his ego up. Yeah. So it my most of my question marks is on Dak himself, the injury and mm-hmm. you know his arm strength and proving that he can be a top tier guy. Yeah, I mean, you guys touched on pretty much everything that I was thinking. Um, the the weapons just I mean all, go up and down that that all that offense I mean he just has weapons everywhere um, like Cliff said great offense line you know, I'm not going to say and repeat everything but what I do like a lot about him is the game scripts he's going to be in yeah. that defense was terrible last year you know they went out they added Michael Par- Micah Parsons they added two corners I still don't know if they're going to be how much better they're going to be maybe a little bit. But Dak's got to have to keep them in the games. He's got to be throwing. I mean, he threw the ball a ton last year. They scored a ton of points. I mean, even even if their defense is a little bit better, it's still going to be good. It's still going to be good for him. A lot of volume, a lot of passes. Volume equals fantasy points. I, I say it every show. 
And yeah, I, I think he's more than capable, and that's why I have him at four. I mean, he's more. I, I think he deservedly should be at four, and I feel really good about that. I don't have. I, I, I make no apologies. Dak is number four in my book. No, if he if he proves to be the Dak he was, you know, the first four or five games, however many it was, I I guarantee you he's up there. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm at MVP level because I think he can do that. So you're you like Dak? As a Giants fan, huh? Yeah. Hey, I don't let my fandom get in the way. All if right. Dak's going to win me games, give them to me. Just he knows Dak has to play Giants twice this hey, year. Hey, hey. Tear up that defense. <laughs> Giants defense is not bad. No, but you want him to if he's on your team. Uh, I mean, no. If, if Dak's on my quarterback, oh, yeah, I'm rooting for him. All yeah, right. let's go. I, I need to win. Well, let's move on to seven. Lamar Jackson. Uh, I have him the highest at five, Cliff at seven, and Dan at eight. So uh, I'll go and before before I defend why I have him at five, I'll get the negative portions out of the way for you guys. Well, then you're not gonna leave me I, any negatives. I feel like Slim Shady and Eight Mile in the final rap battle. I'll I'll get the negatives out. Only three okay. games with three or more passing touchdowns. Twelve games under 200 passing yards. He still finished the QB 11. Still finished the QB 11 with those numbers. Uh, and that's just because of his rushing ability. And hear me out, I think he's a very high-risk, high-reward player. Very, very high-risk, especially where he's going at right now. But even if he improves in slightly in the passing game, they're not stopping. They're not going to stop running the ball, what works for them best. I, I was looking up his stats uh, when I was you know, doing some research. This man, I, I just scrolled down. 15 carries, 16 carries, yeah. 13 carries. Like, it's crazy. They just give this man carries. He's a running back, it, yeah. <laughs> basically. That's what I'm saying, though. He he's has two of the three highest uh, rushing yards as a quarterback. He's broke both records by himself. Uh, but that's why I have him, because his rushing ability. Because he's a running back at the quarterback position. Well, you got that right. He That is why he's at number seven on my list. But, I mean, he like you said, he finished 11, and he missed a game for COVID, I know, maybe two. He came out a half or two because of injury and then came back in. So he missed a couple games, put it that way. He finished number 11, which is, hey, that that's doable missing two, two games. That's pretty good. But I just want to see him be to pull out those 350-yard pass games. That's what I need him to do to, before I can, you know, put him in that top five because if he has passing, just we all know he's going to be a top yeah. five. Yeah, well, I, I got him at eight, and if obviously if he didn't wasn't such a great rusher, I wouldn't even have him that high. Um, I really wanted to put him a little bit lower, to be honest, but his rushing ability, you kind of can't. Yeah. He only threw for 2,700 yards last year. They only attempted 370 passes. That's not volume. I mean, I guess when you draft Lamar, you're, you're, you're getting that, that running back as well. So, yeah, so he, I don't love his weapons either. No. You know, I don't. Uh, it's Sammy Watkins they bought in. I'm not a fan of Marquise Brown. He's... He's a new, the new Deshaun Jackson to me. Yeah. Rashad uh, Bateman got hurt. Yeah, yeah, Bateman's hurt. So, you know, who knows? His ADP to me is insane. Yes. It's right. It's it's in the fourth round. I mean, that is just insane. Uh, there's, like we said, Russell going after him. Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray in some draft. It's crazy that I don't. People are still drafting him based on his 2000. What was it? 2019. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, that was a great year. It really was. But, man, I don't know. I, th- I think he's getting too much hype just from that one year. And I guess that's the biggest point is 
yes, we do like the guy. We got him ranked number seven, but his ADP is putting him at, you know, the yeah. third or fourth yeah. QB right now. Yeah, so, you know, for, for, for the lack of volume and for his ADP, you know, for those reasons, I'm out. Yeah. All right, Shark Tank. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I agree with you guys. I, I, I don't like, and I wouldn't take him in the third or fourth. Like you said, I would take... Uh, I I would take those guys. I would take uh, Mahomes. I would take Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Dak. I, all the guys we have above them, I would take above Absolutely. Them. So, and, you know, like you said, those guys, a couple of those guys are going after them. So let one of your let one of your guys in your league take them and just be happy with someone behind them. They don't draft based on the name. Draft based on volume. And that's exactly what we were talking about with the receivers with Odell Beckham, it, and that was my argument. Don't draft on the name. Yep. It's a good argument. But we'll go on, move to uh, our number eight consensus, Tom Brady. I have him the highest at six, Cliff at eight, and Dan at number nine. Yeah, and this is the guy I will draft even with his name. His his name is not carrying anything at the uh, number eight spot. I think that's a way good value. And I honestly think there's a tear drop off after this. You can argue Herbert, but besides Herbert, you can't really argue anyone else. He's throwing a Mike Evans, AB, and Chris Godwin. Jesus. I mean, he has four. They don't run a lot. He's with, uh, I mean, he has, they're going to pass a ton. He does have a good defense. So that's, you know, he won't ever have to pass. I mean, unless it's against the Saints or someone like that, he won't be passing a ton. Negative game scripts. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. I mean, besides that, you know he's going to get the job done. He's going to go for another Super Bowl. Go get the guy. He has tons of weapons. I mean, there's really not much I can say. He's the GOAT. I mean, Cliff said that he that they throw the ball a lot, and that's really an understatement. They threw the ball 626 times last year. I and mean, Arian just loves to chuck it around the field. Uh, with that, to me, that's volume. We t- you touched on the weapons, you know, and Brady's is so accurate, you know, that he's he's going to get yards and completions and and just just from getting his players the ball, you know, even if it's a little short pass and they're taking it 15 yards, that he he lived off that in New England. So I mean, he's going in the seventh round. I, I love mean, would that. you rather have Brady in the seventh round or Lamar in the fourth round? Brady, I mean, ten it, out of ten. No, times. no brainer. Yeah. I, so yeah, I mean, I, I I I like him here. I had him a little bit lower just because there, you know, I, I see upside with. Other yeah, players. I, I I see an upside with Justin Herbert. I have a little bit ahead of him, you know. Spoiler alert again, but go ahead, Matt. What do you uh, think? Yeah. So uh, this guy does not slow down, it, <laughs> and I think I think Father Time and him made a deal, some sort of deal. It, it, this guy just won. Just started like crazy. This guy just won a Super Bowl. He had forty touchdowns and. He's a mobile guy, too. He had three touchdowns and six rushing yards. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the heck are you going Hey, he's with? averaging two yards a rush, right? <laughs> <laughs> they just they get on the goal line, and they're like, all right, Tom, do your QB sneak. And it works every time for some reason. But, no, for real, he led the league in air yards. He led the league in 20-plus yards completion uh, completions. I, I think he's, like you were saying, I think he's one of the best values in the seventh round. I think that is a complete steal you're playing with house money in the draft if you get brady in the seventh round just house money agree totally agree and here you go dan here's a free thousand points here here's a free tom brady yeah, for you just you know? free <laughs> but yeah and I, I don't think a lot of people are giving his respect where it's due in fan, it's, as far I, as I fantasy i think it's i think it's because they don't make he doesn't make a lot of like the splash plays 
You know, mm-hmm. they, they don't they don't have a lot of like deep touchdowns. You know, where he's getting 15, 16 points a play, uh, a play, but he's just very consistent. You know, he's got an incredible floor. Yeah. So I I mean, he's safe, man. You know, he's gonna have you know good stats. You know, he's gonna have a good year. Yeah, I I think he should be up a little more, but like I have him at six, so I have him up a little more, but. I understand why you guys have a couple other, just because of upside and everything like that. So I understand. Uh, but we'll go ahead and move on to number nine, Justin Herbert. Dan has him the highest at seven. And me and Cliff have him at number nine. Uh, he had the best rookie season quarterback or best quarterback rookie season ever. Most passing touchdowns with 31. He was top three in most passing yards um, for a rookie quarterback season. And he was safe with the ball. He only threw 10 interceptions. He led all, and you were talking about Josh Allen being the third best in uh, uh, under the pressure throws. He led all QBs last year with completions under pressure and third down passing touchdowns. With you know, the uh, wep- that's impressive for a rookie. Very yeah. impressive. It, he, with the the weapons he has, Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, I see a I see a very safe floor and a very high ceiling for this guy. Yeah, and I think he's a pretty solid nine. That eight nine range, he's hammered in. I see this as in a couple years being a mini Aaron Rodgers, maybe in fantasy moving up to where Aaron Rodgers has been uh, being drafted the past you know five years or whatever it is. But yeah, he's a beast rookie. I think he's only gonna get better. He's not gonna have a sophomore slump or anything like that. Uh, their defense should play a little better, so yeah. he should have the ball in his hand a little more. He's throwing to Keenan, so. Uh, I, yeah, I love the Keenan, Eckler, Herbert t- uh, trio right there. I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, th- this is one guy that I'm kind of like projecting, you know, thinking he's going to do better just based off of what I saw last year. So I, I think he's going to do nothing but improve. I mean, I know you guys probably already touched on it, uh, 4,300 yards as a rookie. You know, he did, his year was just phenomenal last year. Um, Keenan Allen, you know, we, we had him we had him in our top I think 12, he was number right? eight yeah. for us. So, I mean, when you have someone like that to throw to, a nice security blanket. He's uh, Mike Williams, who's in a uh, – they picked up his fifth-year option, so this is a contract year for him. So I think he's going to make some big plays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really, really like him this year. But there is one thing that kind of gives me a little bit of concern. Um, Joe Lombardi came over, uh, and he's the offensive coordinator now. He was the OC in Detroit, you know, back in like 2013, whenever it was, and he ran a lot of short passing, short passes, and power run. That's great for Eckler. It is. Yeah. Is it great for Herbert? Now Probably I don't know. Not. So I'm, are they going to tailor the offense around his strengths? I would. I would hope so. If you're smart. Yeah, I would hope. If you want to so. keep your job. Yeah. So that's, so that's really the only thing that that really scares me a little bit. I mean, yeah. it's not enough for me not to draft him. I'm drafting him. Mm-hmm. He, his ADP is in the late fifth, early sixth. So let me ask you this: since both of you loved um, Tom Brady, so Cliff, would you would, Tom Brady in the seventh? Would you rather have Herbert in the late fifth or Tom Brady in the seventh? Tom Brady in the seventh. I'll take Tom Brady in the seventh. I, I think I'd go with Herbert, especially if I get him in the middle of the sixth. Middle, I was about to yeah. say middle sixth, then yeah. I would really start to think about yeah. it. But if, yeah, I mean, middle of six, I like Herbert, but no no earlier than that, I don't think. As okay. long as Fair. Tom Brady and maybe a Matthew Stafford is still on the board, I'm probably just going to wait. Now, if Herbert's the last, you know, out of, even maybe if Tom Brady's gone and Herbert's the last one there, I'm snagging him. I'm definitely making a point to get him. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and and kind of to touch on that, they have the the most improved O-line, according to P, PPF, uh, or PFF, PFF, my fault, PPF. <laughs> those are the new, those are the low-key guys <laughs> I, get, I get my stats from. No, but yeah, most improved O-line, so yeah, I, I see I see big things happening for Herbert this year, but I would still rather take Brady in the seventh, for sure. I just, okay, I'm in love enough. with that spot. It, it had to be a lot, like Kyler Murray in the fifth, or Brady in the seventh, I'd probably take Kyler Murray in yeah, the fifth. Yeah, I can, I can, I can see that, and uh, yeah, I'm good. All right, let's go ahead and move on to number 10, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, I have him the highest at 10, Cliff at 11, and Dan at number 13. Uh, he wasn't the best QB without A.J. Brown last year in the, the first three or four weeks, but from with A.J. Brown, from I, th- I think it was weeks four on, he was the quarterback number three. With an addition of Julio Jones, I, I think the sky can be the limit for this guy, but he's got to be more of an efficient quarterback than a volume quarterback because that's Derrick Henry's team. That's true. That's true. Um, he is about as safe as you can get yeah. in quarterback-wise. I mean, he, he, uh, he he's going to get you 20, 25 points every week and with a few you know even bigger games sprinkled in. Do you know he had seven rushing touchdowns last year? You don't think of that with yeah. Tannehill. He can kind yeah. he low key can yeah. run. He's he, that's yeah. a, that's as many as as uh, Lamar had. You know, believe it or not. Well, yeah. I was about to say he is a sneaky mobility yeah. quarterback. Very very sneaky. Yeah, and his um his ADP. Uh, I mean, it's in the eighth round right now. Yeah, eighth round. That okay. makes me kind of want to wait on QBs. Yeah, I like that's two of my favorite picks is Brady and Tannehill. In those in those ranges, yeah, and throwing with Matthew Stafford, and you got to deal with me. Those three are definitely good value picks. Uh, he's th- he's throwing a Julio and AJ this year, so uh, I, we've never seen two crazy elite wide receivers for Tannehill throw up. So that's kind of something to watch. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, and I just think with Henry rolling, they're gonna have to st- stack the box a little. He'll throw it around, dish it out. He's very safe, like y'all said, but. Yeah, him and him and Stafford are definitely very, very good value picks. You're a Stafford you, lover. Huh? You you brought up um, Julio Jones, and I, I mean, like we, we went over rankings. You know, I'm kind of a little bit down on him. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit worried I'm gonna be wrong about that. You know, a little bit, but I, I could see it. I could see it though. But I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. You know, yeah. off subject a little bit. I, and I think Julio. Yeah, I'll be off subject too. But I think he'll excel in this off I really do now that we're coming around talking about it so much the the Falcons other than you know yeah I mean they've never really had a a great run game while Julio's been there or was I mean I don't know Devontae Freeman that one year was I mean they were yeah you're probably right I mean they were okay and they've always had a pretty bad defense not saying the Titans have a great defense but yeah, I, I just I like his opportunity the Falcons defense. No, it is. It is. And I just like the opportunity just because they can't focus on Julio. They got to focus on Derrick Henry and AJ Brown. So I think it'll be cool. Yeah. We were going back to the rankings the other day. Like I think they're going to be a good team. Yeah, no, I'm interested to yeah, see what too. happens there. That's why you know that's you know I kind of joke around saying I'm a little bit worried, but the better word is I'm really interested to see yeah. what happens. Me too. Cuz I I I could end up being wrong about him. We'll see. Last I'll, thing I'll, I'm own I'll own it. I'll own it if I am. I'm Me sorry. Too. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Last thing I'm going to say about Ryan Tannehill is, yes, Titans have been a run-heavy um, offense this year, but like we said about Odell and Jarvis, like you're paying big money for big names. A.J. Brown's building a name around him. Julio already has his name. Titans may have to you know, adjust the scheme a little bit and feed their guys, and that will only help Tannehill. Yeah. All right, okay. I like it. 
We'll go ahead and move on to 11. Matt Stafford, this is Cliff's guy this year. If you <laughs> if you haven't heard already, Cliff has him the highest at 10. Not surprised. Me and Dan have him at the number 12 spot. Cliff, let us know why we should go out and get us a Matt Stafford on our fantasy team. Because you're just stacking up on your running backs, wide receivers, tight ends for the first five, six, seven rounds, and then you go get a guy like Matthew Stafford who could end up being a top five QB. And top that off, he has the upside, and and then he has an extremely uh, high floor for this, you know, late in the pick, just like Tannehill. Him and Tannehill have super high floors, and you're talking about in the 8th, ninth, 10th round when no one else is even picking QBs? Oh, I'm all for it. It's, I guess it's more so the value. I think okay. this guy has the most value out of anyone in the – and Tom Brady. Him and Tom Brady, I think, most value out of any other QBs. Yeah, I mean, I, Stafford's ADP to me is kind of crazy. Do you have it up? Yeah, he's he is a eighth round ADP as well. Eighth yeah. round, eighth okay. round. Yeah, I mean that could be the steal of the draft because I I actually agree with Cliff. Even though I only I have him ranked twelfth, um, and it's no not a slight to him. And yeah, he. I mean, I love his system. The system he's in, McVay, mm-hmm. creative cro- coach. Um, he's, I mean, the guy's just a warrior. He is just so tough. Yeah. He, you know, he he he. I know he was hurt last year. You know, he missed a lot of games, but throughout his career, he just played in a lot of pain. No, I really love that about him. I'm rooting for him. Me too. I, I am. I really am. I hope he wins. Yeah, if I had an <laughs> NFC team, I think it would be the Rams just because. But yeah, I, I don't hate him at this spot, but I, I also I don't I'm not a lover of it. I think his weapons are better, his O-line is better, his coaching is better, but you got to think they threw the ball a lot in Detroit because they were always, you know, they were always playing catch up. So I can kind of see the opposite happening here. They probably have the best defense in the league if not a top three. So they're probably going to be winning more times than not, running the ball out possibly. But I think he is bumped up a little bit due to the fact that Cam Akers is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daryl Henderson, you know, Sony Michelle. I, I don't think they're going to put the team on their back. They're going to want a, a veteran and Matt Stafford. So, yeah, I mean, I, I do like the value. I just think he's not – they're not going to throw the ball as much, I guess. So maybe a little bit more efficient, but I think he can be. That is a good point. He threw a ton at Lions. Yeah. He will throw less this year. And, I mean, we'll just see how – More is he efficiency. Gonna be, yeah, I was just about to say yeah. that. Is he going to be way more efficient? I think so. So I, I do think that they're going to run – not run as much as they would have if Akers hadn't gotten right. hurt. I agree. So, yeah. yeah. That, that's why I bumped him up a yeah. little. Okay. All right, and we'll go to the, the last but least – yeah. Joe Burrow. Uh, Dan is smiling over there. He's like, don't disrespect my guy. Dan has him at 11, Cliff at 12, and I have him at number 17. Yikes. Ugh. All right. Uh, I guess I'll take it. Please do. All right. So he averaged the, me- the most passing attempts in the NFL last year at 40 per game. Mm-hmm. Crazy, right? He took 30. You, you want to talk about Russell Wilson taking 47? This guy took 32 in 11 games. Tied second worst in the NFL through through that span. He had the third lowest completion rate on deep balls. This O-line is still going to be trash. He's going to get hit a lot. He's coming off a tough injury, and I just don't see where he's going in the draft. It'll, Cliff is raising his hand. He's ready to come at me right now. I just don't see his, his value in the draft as a, as a top 12. I think there's more more better guys out there, honestly. And, guys, he starts out with his four, first four games, Chicago, Minnesota, or sorry, first three games, Chicago, Minnesota, Pittsburgh. He, if you're going to draft this guy to be your number one guy, you're not going to be happy with your first three weeks at all. 
So you better have a backup plan and then maybe start get started in week four against the Texans. Well, if you're wondering why I rose my hand, you talked about the offensive line, and I know you already mentioned pro football focus. They are at the number two most improved or number four. I would have to double-check that, but I know they're either two or four. So their offensive line could improve, and we for the hundredth millionth time, volume equals points. He's going to have those volume. He will. Volume. I could be wrong, but yeah. he, he probably will have the volume. And, and not to mention he has three stud wide, not studs, but three good wide receivers in Boyd, Higgins, Dan's guy, Higgins. <laughs> and Let's go, Higgins. Chase. So I, I think he's he's safe for a number 12 spot. I, I'm for, scared. For this low in the draft, I – for whatever reason, he is a safe guy to you know be a low end number one guy. Yeah, late ninth round ADP. If you're one of the guys, and I actually did this in our mock draft, and I actually drafted mock uh, Joe Burrow over Ryan Tannehill. Waited, you waited, waited to take quarterback. You know, I I, I just like the upside of Burrow. I really do. Um, I he wasn't very accurate last year, as as you pointed out. But let's not forget, Josh Allen was not very accurate his rookie year either. Or second year. Yeah, so I'm not saying that he's you know going to be Josh Allen, but he can. There's no reason why he can't improve on that. Cliff touched on the offensive line; they were pretty bad last year. I like the stat that they're improved. That's on paper, though. We'll see. So yeah, I've also know. heard from camps that they can't even do anything because they're the defense is always in the backfield. But I, I I hope they are improved for Joe Burrow's sake. Uh, I, I, he deserves to be good. I'll say that. But I, I think it's going to be hard with his injury. He has the weapons. I think it's tough if, when he just keeps getting hit. So hopefully it doesn't go that way for Joe Burrow's sake. Speaking of uh, camp uh, news, did yeah. you hear hear about Jamar Chase? He's getting in that extra work. No, they're they're saying that he's having a lot of trouble. He might lose snaps to Tate. Like oh, he, Auden Tate. Auden yeah, Tate, I saw yeah. that. So they're they're not. He's not having a good camp. So Jamar Chase might not be. Nice. They should have picked Sewell. Yeah, it, they should have probably. But mm-hmm. I mean, they had Jamar Chase in the where I can kind of understand. But their offensive line was definitely a bigger need. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys can go whichever way on Burrow. I don't hate you for either way, unless you go Cliff and Dan's way. <laughs> but guys, I got a couple questions, and then we can get out of here. Uh, who, who do you guys think out of this top 12 will most likely not make this list? Who do you think will sneak out of the list? Of people that we – yeah. quarterbacks we have in there? Mine's Joe Burrow, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> I'm agreeing with the Joe Burrow. I definitely think that's a tier on – that number 12 spot is a tough one to pick out of all I, the other I think 11. it is too. Um, honestly, I mean, I do like him a lot, but I'm going to have to agree and say Joe Burrow. I think he has really good upside, but if, if one of these are going to falter, I think it could be him. Okay. Who do you think is not in the, who's not in the top 12 that you guys think should be in there? I'm going with Baker. Oh, okay. Let's go. I do. I you think are a Baker Mayfield lover. I bro. just think it's his time. I think we we might have touched on this. When we were talking about Odell. Probably. I think we might have. But yeah, I I I just think it's his time. Um, I I think he's gotten a little bit better every year, and I think he just takes that big step forward this year. Um, I know you're a little down on Odell. I can see Odell having a bounce back year. Landry's like a nice security blanket for him. He is. No, they they run the ball. So they're going to be. I think they're going to be in good passing situations where he can make some nice safe throws, move the chains, and their defense is pretty good. Yeah. You know, so 
which is probably maybe not the best thing because they might not have to throw a lot to come back. But, yeah, I'm just basing it on that. I, th- I think I'm trying to project, you know, a guy that I'm looking at that hasn't been in the top 12 that could make that jump. I really think it could be Baker this year. Now, do I want him as my number one quarterback in a redraft league? Probably not, but I would love to have him as a number two, and if my number one gets injured, I'm fine playing him. Okay. All right. I'm okay with that. All right. I'm glad you are. Thanks. Yeah. This, yeah, this Cliff said you don't think he'd even thrown an uh, incompletion next year. So yeah. uh, That's just Cliff being a homer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, I didn't go. Uh, Jalen Hurts is mine just because of his rushing upside and them being down in games, and they're going to have to throw the ball. So I think rushing upside and then game script equals top 12, maybe. We'll see. Mine was Jalen. Um, I will. I was fighting with Lawrence, though. Why, why not? Lawrence, I think he's going to show some rushing ability. He's going to try winning those games, and he could easily be a Joe Burrow last year, throwing 400 times or whatever it was, throwing a ton of times. And I, I don't see no reason Trevor Lawrence can't be a Joe Burrow with a little more rushing. I, I kind of wanted to, to – I was between him and Baker, but from what I saw in that Monday night game, that offensive line was bad. Yeah, true that. So true. that has really worried me for for Trevor's sake. So, if, I mean, if they're going to be that bad, I don't I, – Lawrence is in for a long season, I'm sorry to say, because I'm rooting for the guy. All right, screw it. For all you Homer haters, I'm going Big Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Big Ben, top 12. <laughs> this guy, man. Yeah, you're funny. All right, who not named Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, and Josh Allen do you think could finish the number one quarterback this year? And if you don't have it, I'll say mine, Big Dak Prescott yeah, MVP. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Dak, too. I had him number four, you know, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not much to add. I'm, I'm picking Dak. I that. think it's Dak or... The new MVP of 2021, Russell the Chef Wilson. That's a good one, too. Okay. Yeah, I think I, it's between yeah. those two. Yeah, The Chef. All right. Now, one last question. I don't think I texted you guys this uh, to can you know answer. Who do you think is a late-round QB who could win your league this year? I'm uh-huh. going to go Trey Lance. Oh, so you're going, like, 10th round or yeah. lower Later. guy? I'm going to go Justin Fields. Okay. All right, well, my, all right. So win it for you, not just keep your team. Who's going to win you the league? Who's going to be that guy past the eighth round? Like you said, the past three years, there's always been a quarterback. Yeah. Who's the guy that's going to win you the league that you should take? Gosh, yeah, I'm gonna have to go a rookie with his ding. It's Trey Lance. I would go Trey Lance. I think he's going to earn the spot a little quicker than Justin Fields, maybe. And yeah, I want to see what Trey Lance can do. I'm excited. He looked the best. As far as QBs, y'all, him or Justin as the Oh, Zach Wilson looked good, too. Yeah. But, I just think Trey Lance and Justin have better opportunities, but we'll see. Well, guys, you guys, any, any closing notes for the boys back home and the ladies, possibly? Keep asking those questions. That yep. was fun, and I like it. Keep throwing us questions on Twitter. Either tweet us, DM us. We, we love to help you guys out, and we'll be more than happy to talk about it for you. Like Dan said, if we can't get to all of them, We'll shoot you a tweet back, let you know what we think. But, again, guys, we're going to be recording, sending our recording out on Monday. This our, one will be out. Yes, yeah, this on one Friday. will be out tomorrow. Our next one will be Monday. That will be the top ten tight ends. Um, and then we will get you guys a schedule out for next week. But thank you guys again for tuning in. If you love the content, we're giving you some knowledge, and you love the show, you love Dan's haircut, 
you love his his dings on his phone subscribe share review for the boys thanks for tuning in we will see you guys on monday see ya deuces <laughs>